It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But MIDI Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Good morning and welcome to Morning Scoop for Friday, August 20th. This is your Daily Buckeye Fix. I'm Tom Moore. The Minnesota game is in 13 days. The game against Michigan in 99 days. Yes, under two weeks to the opener, double digits for Michigan. There's a lot going on right now for the Ohio State football program as it heads into game week, and suddenly there's not very many shows left before all of that happens. So we're going to do a little bit of everything this morning, some recruiting, something about this year's team, and also a season preview for another Big Ten team. Luckily, I know a guy who knows a little bit about everything. He is Buckeyes Group Recruiting Analyst Alex Gleitman. He's my guest this morning. Alex, let's start with recruiting. You just talked to Chase Basantis, who is an elite offensive line prospect for 2023. He's someone we saw at camp at OSU this summer. Let people know where he might fit on the line at the college level and where Ohio State stands in his recruitment right now. Yeah, I think a lot of people love the kid because he could, he has position versatility. He's about 6'5", 290. He could play left tackle. He's got the feet for that. He could play right tackle. Um, and he could play guard. Uh, you know, you're seeing a lot of people trying to get on the field. Look at Paris Johnson, right? All world, everything you'd want in a tackle body. But he's going to be playing guard for Ohio State this year before he moves outside next year. So. I think you have, he's not a center, but I think you have position versatility at four of the five positions, which is huge. Um, he's a really good player. Uh, you saw when he came to camp this summer, working with Greg Sajawa, uh, Kennedy Cook. Um, you know, he just, he, he has that it factor. And the guy, the people pursuing him, Alabama, Notre Dame, Penn State, Ohio State, um, those are four of his top six schools. Rutgers and Maryland round out the top six. But, you know, those four schools are, college football playoff contenders every single year. And there's a reason that they're after him. So he's obviously a great player. Ohio state, it, you know, has had success at that school, Tyler Friday, Kevin Fetter. Um, you know, they, they, they've gotten a lot of talent or, or they've gone to Don Bosco and they've gotten a lot of talent from that conference. Uh, Cody Simon, Devante Jean Baptiste, all from that conference, all from that area. So 
I think Ohio State's got a good chance here. It's really early in that recruitment. I think the kid just truly does not know where he wants to go right now. But the six schools I mentioned are really what he's focused on. I think he's hoping to make He'll be at the, the Ohio State at Rutgers game. And while I'm sure he'll be there to enjoy the Rutgers atmosphere, I think he'll be paying attention, close attention to how Ohio State's playing on the line, too. Um, he's going to try to, you know, it's tough because they play a lot of Saturday games here in Jersey, especially his team. So I don't know how many visits he's going to be able to make during the fall, but junior day type visits in the winter. I think he'll get to a bunch, maybe um, some spring practices, spring games, and then he'll make official visits. And then I think a decision's coming. So Ohio State is where they need to be right now for Chase Basantis, but I think there's still a way to go. And I would say if I had to, I think it's Ohio State, Notre Dame, and Penn State that are probably the three schools out in front. You can never ignore Alabama. Um, I don't think he's going to end up at Rutgers or Maryland. You can't ignore Alabama, but I just get the sense he, he maybe will stay a little bit closer to home with one of those three schools. Well, you did an episode of the Around the Oval podcast with Chase last week that people should definitely check out to hear more about him and his recruitment. And you've also been busy because uh, this week in your ADAC column on the Ask the Insiders board, you had a lot of really interesting nuggets about this year's team. So let's start with wide receivers. Tony Gurdon and I yesterday were at, uh, at practice talking all about Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson, talking all about Emeka Igbuka, Marvin Harrison Jr. But there were two other names that you heard encouraging things about. Let people know, you know, who, who else should we be talking about in that wide receiver room? Yeah, and, and I get it. Everyone's, you know, fascinated with the shiny new object and Emeka Ibuka and, and Marvin Harrison. I think even Jaden Ballard are going to be really good receivers for Ohio State. That said, let's not forget about who's already on the roster. And a guy who just continuously, continuously flies under the radar is Jackson Smith and Jigba. And everyone knows what they're getting in Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson, elite level receivers. I'm told that people inside the Woody Hayes Athletic Center expect JSN to kind of take that leap from year one to year two. And I'm not saying he's going to be as good as Olave and Wilson, but you'll be able to speak about him in the same breath. They think he's going to be really good out of that slot position. And um, they expect a big year out of him and enabled Garrett to move back outside, which just makes, I think, the unit that much stronger. So a lot of optimism around Jackson Smith and Jigba. It's not really a surprise, but the fact that people think you're going to be able to speak about him in the same breath as the other two elite guys that they have speaks volumes to me. And then Again, I don't want to call him forgotten, man. People talk plenty about him, maybe not always in the most positive light, but Julian Fleming, I mean, he battled injuries last year and, you know, he's just, he, if you watched him out of high school, you knew he was physically a freak and he had elite athleticism, but he wasn't as polished as maybe some of the other guys. And maybe that's also why he didn't make an impact in year one, but he's really kind of um, used some of the questions about him, I would say, from, from fan base and media and things like that as fuel to the fire, worked really, really hard with Brian Hartline and the strength and conditioning staff this offseason and his own, you know, on his own personal trainers and personal time. And I'm told he's been looking really, really good in camp. And I expect him to play quite a bit this year. It's tough to take the three guys I previously mentioned off the field. And you obviously have a few new guys really pushing for playing time. But I think Julian Fleming is is definitely going to be a firm um, fixture in the wide receiver rotation. I think he's going to set himself up to be maybe the guy along with JSN next year when Chris Olave and presumably Garrett Wilson leave. Linebacker is another spot that's been pretty interesting to follow this year. There's a lot of intrigue, not only with the four veterans from last year gone, but also with like what alignment is even going to, what's the alignment going to look like this season? You know, two linebackers and a bullet or three linebackers, or we even saw a little bit of like three and a half, four-ish linebackers yesterday. So you had some interesting thoughts on a few names. Uh, to keep an eye on at the uh, Ohio State linebacker position beyond just Dallas Gant, 
Garaja Mitchell, who everyone sort of is just sort of penciling into those starting linebacker spots. Yeah. And I think Dallas, who's coming back from injury, is is playing really well and he might end up winning that spot. Um, Taraja's look good. Uh, obviously, Kavon Pope is still there, but whether it's this year or next year, I don't know when it's going to be, but there is a lot of confidence around Cody Simon and Tommy Eichenberg being future stars for Ohio State. I think while Pete Werner, Baron Browning, Tuff Borland, Justin Hilliard, I mean, they were they were good. They were solid. But I feel like we really haven't seen great linebacker play from Ohio State since maybe like really kind of. I mean, you know, that, that Shazier was excellent, but as, as when you talk about like, I always think about Hawk, Schlegel and Carpenter and then, you know, Laurenitis and Roll and, um, you know, they had Tyler Moeller and Ross Homan in there. And like, those were really strong. Like, I feel like they haven't had three strong like that since really Jim Trestle left. Um, and and that, that's no knock on Urban or Ryan Day or, or their defensive coordinators or anything like that. I just feel like they haven't had three rocks, maybe that maybe early in the Urban tenure. Um, you know, the Raekwon McMillan, Raekwon McMillan group that, that, and Curtis Grant and, you know, some of those guys, um, Jerome Baker, obviously some great players that have come through, but I think Cody Simon and Tommy Eichenberg, as well as some of the younger guys they got, especially since they're really only going to be going with mostly two linebacker looks, I think, um, for the next few years, um, at least that's the plan, given how good some of the bullets are, the Craig Youngs, the court Williams of the world. I, I think that those two are going to be, you know, all big 10, all American candidates, you know, day one, day two type NFL draft picks. That's how good um, the people that are watching them every day think those guys are going to be. It's true that some things change as we get older, but if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with Midi Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause, and MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Before I let you go, I did want to talk a little bit of Rutgers. For those who don't know, Alex is an East Coast guy. He also covers the Scarlet Knights. So it seemed, and you know, I mean, it seems like Greg Schiano is like really starting to make an impact there. They've got a really intriguing quarterback prospect committed for 2022. Gavin Wimsett is not a like New Jersey guy. He's from Kentucky. So this is not just like, oh, they got the local kid to commit. But he's been very impressive in some of the national camp settings. I think Mark Kivler talked about him uh, on one of the morning scoops when he was out at the Elite 11. That seems like that's one of those things like right, the thing with Rutgers has always been, well, if they can just keep the New Jersey talent home. And that's been the recipe for every Rutgers coach since the dawn of time. And it never quite works out to get a like national quarterback out of a state that is not New Jersey and then be able to supplement it with some good talent from closer to home like they are. That seems like that could be like a program changing commitment if they can hang on to him. Yeah, I, I love the kit. I'm I'm a little surprised that, you know, more schools weren't after him. Um, I know Notre Dame, he had a really good offer list. I'm not sure how many of him he could have committed to, but I thought, you know, when Ohio State, when it looked like Quinn Ewers was maybe going to Texas, I know that they didn't feel that way, but um, I, I, I thought Ohio State should have given Gavin a look. That's how good I think he is. I think he could play at Ohio State, maybe not right away, like he might play at Rutgers, but I think, you know, in two, three years, he could be a starting quarterback type kid at Ohio State. He's that good. It's a huge get because to me, that's the position that's been holding them back. Greg Schiano's done a good job of, infusing talent through the transfer portal, through some of his recruiting classes, just the culture overall and, and the preparation and, and how they go about it, the, the keep chopping mantra, like they've become better, but Noah Vedral, like he's just not, he's just not doing it. Art Sikowski transferred to Illinois. Like some of the younger guys they have are decent, but they're not the guys that are going to get them to be able to compete with, forget Ohio state, you know, Penn state, Michigan, those second tier programs in the big 10 because right now ohio state's kind of on its tier of its own but that you know Rutgers wants to compete for division titles conference titles and how do you do that you need elite quarterbacks and gavin wins that i think is the first step in the right direction for them to be able to do that you mentioned the influx of talent from the trout talent the uh, transfer portal last year and that was sort certainly the way that greg shiano was just trying to kind of get a shot in the arm of talent because it was talent was down at the end of the chris ash era like way down and you know you saw them bringing in guys like brent white and you know, transfers from Michigan, transfers from Ohio State, transfer, you know, former uh, Malik Barrow, former Ohio State defensive lineman, like just get that immediate shot in the arm of talent where it's just like, okay, now this at least looks like a low level Big Ten team. It no longer looks like a like mid level Mac team. It's like, okay, this is now a low level Big Ten team. It seems like they're continuing to build that program and that, you know, the talent's getting a little bit better. Ohio State goes to Piscataway this year. And two years ago, we were both there. I mean, that trip to me just felt like an enormous waste of everyone's time. Like, why are we getting in the car and driving to New Jersey? Like, we know what's going to happen. It's just going to be blood everywhere. Like this year, though, like that's actually kind of an interesting trip. I mean, Rutgers nearly beat Michigan last year. They were a huge pain in the butt in the second half against Ohio State. I mean, am I crazy? Or if Rutgers can win the games they're supposed to win this year, maybe beat a team like Maryland at the end of the year, like is this potentially a six win team that makes a bowl game? Is that, are they ready to maybe take that next step? Yeah, I think they are ready to take the next step. Uh, as I said, you know, the culture has completely changed. The, the recruiting classes are really good. I mean, versus, you know, certainly what they've had, I think that they're going to continue to get better every single year, but they have guys like Elijah Clark and Kyrie Ben who are ready to step in and contribute right away. Possibly Elijah Clark start right away. Um, so, you know, they're getting freshmen like that. And then, as you said, they're hitting the transfer portal. They got a couple, you know, they got a, a transfer offensive tackle from Temple, who I think can be really good. He has three years of eligibility left. They have Patrice Renee, who Ohio State offered and recruited out of 
uh, high school. He's from Canada. He was at North Carolina. He's going to start a cornerback for them. Um, they had a transfer from Temple in the defensive backfield that uh, Christian Braswell, he'll miss most of the year, if, if not all of the year, unfortunately. Um, they had a few defensive line um, transfers, one from Minnesota, um, a couple others that I think you know are going to make an impact this year. So it, it, he, he continues to figure out ways, whether it's through recruiting classes in high school, through the transfer portal, um, you know, brought some guys back for that extra year, thanks to COVID that, that pretty much is like an, a transfer or an elite level recruit, um, because they're starting type of guys. I think the talent level definitely has jumped. And I think if they can get through their first three games, which are home against temple at Syracuse and then home against Delaware at three and oh, I think they're going to be in a position to have a shot to either go five and seven or six and six, maybe seven and five best case scenario. Um, you know, Michigan State at home at Illinois and home against Maryland at the end of the year. If they can win those three games, which I see as win very winnable games, you know, you're there. And even if you lose one, could they steal one at Northwestern? Could they steal one at Michigan? I don't think it's crazy to say that that's, you know, in the picture right now with the way Greg Schiano has them competing. And I think, Tom, you hit the nail on the head. There was no doubt Ohio State was going to win that game last year against Rutgers. They dominated the first half, but the second half, the way Chris Ash's teams would have just folded and died and, and lost that game 70 to three. That team fought and clawed and tried everything, opened up the whole playbook, you know, every trick in the, in, in the bag, they pulled out special team stuff, all that stuff. Just, they knew they weren't going to win, but they wanted to show that this is, this is what Rutgers is about right now. We're not, we're not the, the 70 to three, 70 to nothing doormat that, that you've seen under Chris Ash, we're going to, we're going to give you a game and you're going to get a hundred percent effort till the end. And I think because of that, you're going to see Rutgers playing some closer games. than I think a lot of people expect them to. The most Rutgers moment I remember since I started covering the team again in 2017 was that 2017 game there where Ohio state was up 49, nothing, 52, nothing, 56, nothing, whatever it was. And Chris Ash, they have the ball right at the end of the game, and Chris Ash has them line up for a field goal field on goal. the last play of the game to desperately avoid getting shut out, and they clang it off the upright, and it's no good, and they get shut out, and it's like, what's the most humiliating way this game could have ended? There it is. That's it right there. You're definitely, that is that Rutgers is gone now. That is that is no longer the Rutgers that uh, you're going to see on the field this year. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. I think it's amazing. I, I did not think Greg Chiano was necessarily going to just be the magic bullet to solve all the problems when he showed back up there a couple of years ago, but it sure seems like they're, they're not necessarily going to be, you know, top 10 in the nation anymore, but he, it sure seems like he's got them on the track to be like back to winning eight games and playing in a half decent bowl game at some point in a couple of years. Yeah. I, you know, he's the guy, he was the guy he knows how to win at Rutgers. He just knows the, the secret sauce there. He knows he's very well respected in New Jersey. The high school coaches like him. I just, he's, he's put together the right staff, which I think was a big issue with what Chris Ash did. And I, he's the guy I, I just, you know, I don't know if he would have done well at Tennessee, but I was sure as heck confident that he was going to at least bring Rutgers back to, you know, making a bowl game every year at, at six and six. I don't know if that's going to come this year or next year or the year after, but he will get them there at some point. Can he get them to be an Iowa type team where they're a six and six to eight and four team and occasionally get the 10 win season that, you know, surprises you and things like that. I don't know that yet. I, I, I'm, I'm in wait and see mode. I think if anyone's going to get them there, it's him. Um, I don't, you know, 
the big East was a little bit of a different beast when he was there the first time around versus the, the big 10. He doesn't, you know, he has to play Ohio state, Michigan and Penn state every year. Um, you know, and then there's crossover games and who knows who they play. So it, it's not going to be as easy this time around to get him. You know, they had them in the top five, I think as high as number two at one point during that 2006 season. But I think he's the guy who's going to be able to get them, um, you know, as high as they possibly can go. Well, Alex, thank you for uh, knocking out three different show topics for me this morning. It was, uh, as I said, the, the season's getting closer. We're running out of days. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, it's like, oh, oh, the season's here. Uh oh. Well, we've got we have a lot of season previews to do. We'll see how many of them we actually get through. Some of those may get pushed off to like during the season or something. But there is a lot to talk about right now, and the season is almost here. And a fantastic place to talk about all of that is on the Ask the Insiders board at BuckeyeScoop.com. Nevada Buck churning out more great insider nuggets from inside practice. We have Bill Green. We have Kirk Barton. We have Alex. We have Dominic Smith. We have Ross Fulton. We have Tony Gertham and we have Mick Walker. It is just a, an absolute murderer's row of incredible insight, incredible analysis. Lots of uh, lots of great content all on the Ask the Insiders board at BuckeyeScoop.com. All you have to do is sign up to become a member today and you get access to all of that, all of that insight, all of that analysis, all of that great content. Membership is the price of a lousy chain store pizza every month. So instead of heartburn, get yourself some wonderful Ohio State coverage that you just can't get anywhere else. The season less than two weeks away right now. Sign up now. You get access to the last uh, the last final weeks of camp plus the start of the season. We're going to have some incredible stuff. We have some just amazing stuff planned for the uh, week of the first game. Have our uh, doc- the world premiere of our documentary, Fight for Football, Saving the 2020 Season. That's coming up. You got to be a member of Buckeye Scoop to sign up to come to uh, go see that in person. We're going to have a lot of great content leading up to the game from the state of Minnesota. We may have a surprise guest on that trip with us. We'll see. You, I guess, if you're listening, you can't see me wiggling my eyebrows, but trust me, I did. We'll see. We may have a surprise guest with us on that on that Minnesota trip. There is going to be some fun, fun stuff coming all at BuckeyeScoop.com. And if you are watching on YouTube, at the end of this video. Hit the subscribe button. There will be a thing that pops up on the left-hand side that has another video you can check out. And, and the thing on the right-hand side that has a little circle Buckeye Scoop logo, hit that. You'll get uh, you'll get subscribed to our, pot, our YouTube feed. What that means is every time we post a new podcast, every time we post a new video from practice, every time we post a new interview with a player and coach, it's all there. It comes right to your phone and it says, hey, do you want to watch Ryan Day talk about the Ohio State football team? And it's like, yeah, I bet you would. So then you click on that and you go right there and you never miss a thing. It's all free, youtube.com slash Buckeye Scoop, or just click on that Buckeye Scoop logo at the end of this video to subscribe to our channel. That'll do it for today. Thank you guys for joining us. Have a great day. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.